the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is made possible through the sponsorship of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship and through the generous giving of faithful donors like you. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at awordforlife.com. Welcome to A Word for Life. A Word for Life is the radio ministry of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, located in Tacoma, Washington. And now, here's Pastor Michael Fields with A Word for Life. And so these were things that the children of Israel used in their worship of the Lord. But notice something. Notice something. Notice that even though the Lord told them to take from the Egyptians certain things in order to be able to prepare them to be able to worship him. The Lord makes no mention of them to ask the Egyptians for things like food and water. Think about it. Think about it. The Lord told them, Moses, tell the people. When they get ready to go, the Egyptians are going to be offering them stuff to get them out of here. Tell them to take it. The Lord says nothing to them about, and oh, by the way, ask the Egyptians for some food and water also. Ask them to give you some food. Ask them to give you some water. The Lord says nothing about that. In other words, even though the Lord had made preparations, all the preparations that were needed for them to be able to worship him, He made no provision for them to be able to live their lives without daily walking with him by faith and depending upon him for their daily needs. God made all the preparations necessary for them to worship him. He made no preparation for them to live their lives independently of him. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Now, here we go. The reason for this, the reason for this is because worship is something we give to the Lord. We give the Lord worship. They that worship the Lord must worship him in spirit and in truth. And so worship is something that we give to the Lord. Our daily needs are something that the Lord gives to us. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And he says, I'll give that to you, but you have to trust me daily for it. You got to walk with me daily. I'm not I'm not going to get I'm not going to make it so you can live independently of me. And so worship is what we give to God. Our daily needs is what he gives to us. He says, I'll make all the preparations necessary for you to be able to worship me. All you have to do is supply the willingness. 
Lord have mercy. God says, all you got to bring to the table, I'll give you the gold, I'll give you the silver, I'll give you the animals, I'll give you the raiment, I'll give you the land, I'll give you everything you need to worship. Everything you need to worship me is at your disposal. All you've got to bring is a desire to do it. Amen. A willingness to do it. Amen. And, the, and then the other, and the other side of that thing is God says, if you do that, I'll bless you above that. If you come and just worship, I'll bless you above that. I supply everything you need. All you do is bring a willingness and I'll bless you for worshiping. But when it comes to our daily needs, the Lord says, no, no, no. Because if I give you everything you need, you'll live without me. You try to live your life without me. You try to live independently of me. And God is no fool. He says, no, I ain't going to do that. You're going to walk with me and daily rely upon me to supply your daily needs. But there was a second thing I want for us to notice from Exodus 16. They're making it back in the, verse, uh, the 17th chapter. But in Exodus 16 and 4, the Lord says specifically and intentionally. Notice what he says, Exodus 16 and 4. He says, says, then said the Lord unto Moses, behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you. And the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or no. The Lord says specifically and intentionally that it would be through the experience of hunger that the children of Israel had that he was going to prove them or test the people to see if they were going to be obedient to him and walk with him by faith. And so when we get to Exodus 17 verses 1 and 2, dear ones, instead of them, the people of Israel seeing this as another opportunity for them to demonstrate their faith and their trust in the Lord to supply their needs. Instead of them seeing it that way, their sense of ingratitude caused them to totally forget what the Lord had said to them and had already done for them. This sense of ingratitude caused them to totally forget all that God had done for them in providing food for them. All that God had said to them about testing them to see if they would trust him or not. They forgot all of that because their sense of ingratitude affected their memory. Dear ones, ingratitude affects a person's memory because it causes a person to forget all of the generosity, all of the kindness and all of the graces that have been shown to them by both the Lord and by other people. So so ingratitude affects your affects your memory because it causes you to just forget everything that somebody has already done for you, all that the Lord has already done for you. You don't remember none of that. All you do, you end up sounding like Janet Jackson talking about what have you done for me lately? You end up sounding just like Janet, Janet Jackson. What have you done for me lately? Then you know, ooh, ooh yeah. <laughs> you just, that's how you sound. You, what have you done for me lately? I, the past is past. What are you doing for me right now? That's what ingratitude does. It affects your memory. You don't remember nothing. The person could have been as gracious and as kind and as, as plenteous as they possibly could. That doesn't mean anything Amen. when ingratitude has gripped your mind. Amen. When a sense of ingratitude has gripped your heart. You don't remember anything of the past. You just look at right now and what's going on right now. But another way that we want to see concerning how ingratitude can affect a person is dear ones, we can see that it begins to affect a person's temperament. It begins to affect a person's temperament because notice what we're told in, in Exodus 17. We're told that the children of Israel chided with Moses. 
They chided with Moses. Now, the word chide that is used here, it comes from a Greek word, a Hebrew word, I should say, a Hebrew word that means to grapple or wrangle with a person. To grapple or wrangle with a person. Long ago, wrestling used to be known as grappling. And wrestlers were called grapplers. And so when you grapple with someone, dear ones, you are talking about a time where there is an intense going back and forth with someone that is now beginning to take place. So when the text says that the children of Israel chided with Moses, they're having this intense going back and forth. They're coming at Moses. Moses, where's the water? Moses is like, I don't have any water. Where's the water, Moses? Just calm down. Where's the water, Moses? Hold on. Let's go. Let's go to the Lord and talk to the Lord and ask the Lord to provide. Where's the water, Moses? Give us water to drink. Amen. They're going back and forth. This is an intense debate, intense argument taking place. Amen. And so they're chiding with him. They're grappling with him. They're arguing with him. Ingratitude has gripped their minds. And it has, de- it has begun to affect their temperament. Yes. Okay. Lord have mercy. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Yes, when, when, when you deal with an, in, an ungrateful yes. a person, or a person who has his grip by ingratitude, or here we go now, when ingratitude has touched you, mm. patience... It's something you ain't got no time for. Yes, sir. Amen. Ain't got no time for that. No. No. You need to do what I'm asking right now. You need to give me what I want right now, right now. Where is it at? I'm working on it. No, no, no. You told me the other day you would have it. You told me the other day that I'd get it by now. You told me the other day that you'd repay me. You told me. You told me. You you said. Where's your patience? Where is it at? It's affecting your temperament. Amen. You don't, you don't, you, 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 you harbor no excuses. You, 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 you take no, 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 I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I ain't got time for all that. All that. I was late to work or I got laid off or, or this or that. I ain't got time for all that. You said your, your temperament, your patience is gone. In, in, now, 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 notice the characteristics. Notice the characteristics that we see here because it, it's, it's in the text, but it, it's, it's, you have to look for it in the text. Notice what it says. It says, verse 2, it says, Wherefore the people did chide with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. Now, isn't that a period there? It's, it's a period. It's just a statement. It's not like, Moses, where's the water at? No, they said, Moses, give us water that we may drink. Just nothing else. I don't care about nothing else. Give me water that we may drink right now. Make it happen. There's, there's no discussion. Moses, we need water and we need it now. Amen. And so, and so there was, it's affecting their temperament and the characteristics that they, the characteristics both personally and in their personality. Personally meaning the interpersonal, but personality meaning how they're beginning to act. Yeah. Their sense of ingratitude is affecting both their personal, both, both their, is affecting them both personally and in their personality. And so now they're beginning to display things like they are being short-tempered, insistent, demanding, argumentative, and unreasonable. Lord have mercy. So, so, so they're being short-tempered. They're being insistent. They're being demanding. They're being argumentative. And they're being unreasonable. 
And the only thing that is going to stop them from being and feeling the way that they are right now is for Moses to give them what they want and give it to them right now. We will get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message in just a moment. But we wanted to take a moment to share with all of you that the aim of our radio ministry at the Word of Life Bible Fellowship is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible and to strengthen and edify the body of Christ through Bible teaching that is both clear and relevant. We would like to see this ministry go even farther in accomplishing this work, but in order for us to be able to do that, we need your help. If you are able, after you have given to the support of your own local home church, if you are able to help us with the cost of airing this program on the station, we would greatly appreciate it. All donations are tax-deductible, and they can be sent to the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, P.O. Box 8903, Tacoma, Washington, 98418. And if you would like to learn more about our ministry and be able to listen to some of the archived messages from Pastor Fields, you can do so by visiting us at our website, which is awordforlife.com. And now, let's get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message. When, when, when you deal with an, an ungrateful a person or a person who has his grip by ingratitude, or here we go now, when ingratitude has touched you, patience is something you ain't got no time for. Yes, sir. Amen. I ain't got no time for that. No. Nope. No. You need to do what I'm asking right now. You need to give me what I want right now, right now. Where is it at? I'm working on it. No, no, no. You told me the other day you would have it. You told me the other day that I'd get it by now. You told me the other day that I, I, you'd repay me. You told me. You told me. You, you said. Where's your patience? Where is it at? It's affecting your temperament. Amen. You, don't, you, don't, you, you, you harbor no excuses. You, 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 you take no, 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 I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I ain't got time for all that. All that. I was late to work or I got laid off or, or this. Or that. I ain't got time for all that. You said your, your temperament, your patience is gone. Amen. It, now, 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 notice the characteristics. Notice the characteristics that we see here because it, it's, it's in the text, but it, it's, it's, you have to look for it in the text. Notice what it says. It says, Verse 2, it says, Wherefore the people did chide with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. Now, isn't that a period there? It's, it's a period. It's just a statement. It's not like, Moses, where's the water at? No, they said, Moses, give us water that we may drink. Just nothing else. I don't care about nothing else. Give me water that we may drink right now. Make it happen. There's, there's no discussion. Moses we need water, and we need it now. Amen. And so, and so, doing it's affecting their temperament and the characteristics that they, the characteristics both personally and in their personality. Personally, meaning the interpersonal, but personality, meaning how they're beginning to act. Yeah. Their sense of ingratitude is affecting both their personal, both both the, is affecting them both personally and in their personality. And so now they're beginning to display things like they are being short-tempered, insistent, demanding, argumentative, and unreasonable. Lord have mercy. 
So, so, so they're being short-tempered. They're being insistent. They're being demanding. They're being argumentative. And they're being unreasonable. And the only thing that is going to stop them from being and feeling the way that they are right now is for Moses to give them what they want and give it to them right now. And dear ones, in many ways, a person having a sense of ingratitude is like them using a shrinking ray gun on everything and everyone in their life. A person having a sense of ingratitude is like them having a shrinking ray gun that they use on everything and everyone in their life. Because what it causes them to do is it causes them to devalue, to minimize, to reduce and discount everything and everyone that they currently have so that everything and everyone loses its value and loses its worth to you. That's what ingratitude does. It just, you, you shrink everything. Just shrink it all down. No, it's it, that. Yeah. Well, well, we did this the other day. Not enough. Well, we bought this for you. Not enough. Well, we were trying to, you know, we were trying to get it all together. Not enough. Everything just gets reduced, devalued, just, just minimized. So nothing is of any worth or value to you anymore. Now, dear ones, Having and maintaining a sense of gratitude on the opposite of that, that helps a person to value and appreciate what others do for you. When you have a sense of gratitude, dear ones, you value and appreciate what other people do for you. When you have a sense of gratitude, dear ones, when you maintain a sense of gratitude, that makes you thankful for what you have, regardless to the size of it or regardless to the condition of it. You're thankful. That you even have what you have. And when you have and maintain a sense of gratitude, dear ones, that helps you to see that things like grace and kindness and generosity are things that none of us are guaranteed. When you have a sense of gratitude, dear ones, you realize a person being kind to you, that's not guaranteed. A person being generous to you, that's not guaranteed. And you are grateful and appreciative for anything that anybody does for you. But there was another way that we can see ingratitude, how it affects a person, is given to us in verse 3. Notice what it says. It says, And the people thirsted for, there for water. And the people murmured against Moses and said, Wherefore is this that you have brought us up out of Egypt, to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? So, so another way that we see a sense of ingratitude beginning to affect the people is we see it beginning to affect their rationality. And how they saw and interpreted things. Because notice, dear ones, notice what they say. They say, wherefore is this that you brought us up out of Egypt? In other words, now you have to kind of translate that. But as you translate that, dear ones, it basically goes like this. They began to say to Moses, Moses, is this the reason you brought us up out of Egypt? To kill us and our families with thirst? Is this the reason why you did that, Moses? To kill us in the wilderness? And so now, instead of them seeing Moses as somebody who was trying to help them, instead of seeing Moses as somebody who was trying to give them liberty and freedom from their Egyptian bondage, they now begin to see Moses as someone who had hidden agendas and ulterior motives for all that he had done. 
Dear ones, when a person has a sense of ingratitude and when they are gripped by a sense of ingratitude, words and phrases like thank you, I appreciate that, and that really means a lot to me, are all replaced. They are replaced by questions and comments like, what's that for? What's that going to cost me? What you, what you mean by that? Everything is suspect. Everything that somebody does for you is questioned because you are questioning their motives. You are questioning their agenda. There's got to be something behind it. And it can no longer be they are trying to be kind to you. It can no longer be they are trying to be gracious to you. It can no longer be they are trying to show you and display for you a sense of love and appreciation. There's always some some hidden agenda. There's something behind it. Now, I've dealt with folk like that. I've dealt with people that there's always something behind it. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by this? I don't mean anything by it. I don't mean anything. I'm just trying to let you know I appreciate what you did or I thank you for what you did. Mm, I don't know. Well, whatever. Okay, okay, that's fine. You ain't got to believe me. You ain't got to you ain't got to believe that there's nothing behind it. And so dear ones, when a person has a sense of ingratitude, they're, they're, they're always wondering what's going on. What are you trying to do? And dear ones, let's let's push deeper. I want to just go a little bit farther. Let's push deeper because in verse three, we see the children of Israel bringing up the issue of them coming out of Egypt or coming back or going back to Egypt again. Notice what he says, he says. It says, and the people thirsted there for water and the people murmured against Moses and said, wherefore is this that you have brought us up out of Egypt? Notice the whole issue of Egypt keeps coming back up. This it's this recurring refrain, this recurring phrase, this recurring mindset of going back to Egypt. And notice it in, in chapter 16, it comes up again. Notice what we're told in chapter 16. It says, he says, uh, uh, chapter 16, it says, verse 3, And the children of Israel said unto Moses, said unto them, Would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt. And so they keep bringing up going back to Egypt. And so two other ways that a person having a sense of ingratitude can affect them is seen in that ingratitude affect, ingratitude I should say, it acts both as a liar and a thief. Ingratitude acts both as a liar and a thief. It acts like a liar in that it deceives a person into, be, into being fully persuaded that something, someone, some prior time, some past experience, some previous circumstance was patently and unquestionably better than where they are right now and what they have right now. It deceives you into believing that something in your past was better than where you are and what you have right now. Even though the facts and the evidence and the proof without question say something different. Without question, it says something different. But you you don't listen to the facts. You don't listen to the evidence. You don't want to see the proof. You are deceived because ingratitude has gripped your mind. And so, and so it, it acts like a deceiver, a liar, because it deceives you into believing that something in your past is better. I was better off back then. I was better off back there. I was better off doing that. Even though the facts 
Say something completely different. But dear ones, it also acts like a thief in that it robs a person of their ability to be able to fully enjoy and truly appreciate where they are and what they have right now. See, because you can't appreciate what you have right now and you can't appreciate where you are right now if you're constantly looking backwards. If you're constantly looking backwards, thinking that that was better back there. It was better back then. Hello, dear ones. This is Pastor Michael Fields. And here at the end of today's broadcast, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to our program. My hope is that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you in some way and has helped you in your walk and in your relationship with the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you to tell a friend about this program and join us here next time as we look into the riches of God's Word in order to find a word for life. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.